0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BLEAV, that is Believe, capital letters B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Huntzinger, at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Now that we got all that out of the way, I've got to bring in my co-host for the evening. He is... <laughs> Currently slurping Dorito dust off of his fingers. He's wearing a Santa hat for the occasion. It's the one of the only Maddie moles. What up, Maddie? Ho ho ho. (laughs) Deep in my bag of Doritos.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm I'm good, man. It's uh it's pretty fun times, you know, watching Thunder basketball because we, you know, either way you look at it, we can win, right? If we don't win the game, well, that's great. We're closer to Victor. If we win the game it's because certain rookies play out of their mind and just are elite on both ends of the floor and it's really fun to watch that progress so really excited to get into it you were all i could think about while watching uh (laughs) j-dub do work uh mr santa himself so yeah i'm I'm just excited to hear you wax poetic about uh your boy
1: yeah absolutely man so as, as we kind of alluded to, um, Santa had a great night uh, against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, before we get into that, our record right now, the Oklahoma City Thunder, is 9-13. and We're about to go into a five-game road trip. And we're going to talk about the road trip later on, but we did come home to OKC for a quick cup of coffee against the San Antonio Spurs, and we emerged victorious, 119-111. to Now, Moles, this game was absolutely insane and there's a lot of things that we can talk about here i don't know that but <laughs> espn just played an advertisement on top of my video so um but yeah there's a lot of things to talk about here and we're gonna do that now in a segment we like to call the single large item all right mole so single large item you you know the deal man what's your what was your first single large item for this game
0: the The thing I took away was the Spurs are incapable of missing shots. They went completely bananas. They scored seventy seven points in the first half and mm-hmm. were just hitting everything and and we fell down by a big margin. I want to say it was it ballooned to twenty points at one point in this game uh because the Spurs just wouldn't miss and I was actually invested in this because I had. Uh, Lou Dort uh, prop bet to score Mm -hmm. over 24.5 points plus rebounds plus assists, like the total of those numbers. And I was just like looking at him under the basket ready to get a rebound, and it never happened. They were (laughs) just hitting everything. And I was like, okay, well, it's going to be that kind of night. And uh, fortunately for the Thunder, that did not carry over to the second half.
1: Yeah, so in the first half, uh, you know, as you alluded to, they scored seventy-seven points. We were down seventeen going into half. Um, in the first quarter, they scored thirty-five, and we scored thirty-two. It was a pretty close game, but in the second quarter, they scored forty-two points, the San Antonio Spurs did, uh, including uh, Thunder legend Isaiah Roby dunking all over my guy uh, Usman Zhang. So that was less than enjoyable. Um, but we really put the clamps on there towards the end. Uh, scored They scored 19 in the third and 15 in the fourth. Bro, if ESPN don't stop playing these stupid ads. <laughs> Anyways, uh, scored 19 in the third and 15 in the fourth. Good for 34 points, which is less than they scored in the first quarter alone. So... Um, yeah really put the clamps there on the end so that was that was very helpful Uh, the spurs actually ended up shooting a pretty bad percentage um, all around 44.6 percent from the field 27 from three 76 from the stripe but you're right man like there at the very beginning like it felt like everything was going down um zach collins was hitting shots vassell was hitting shots kelvin was hitting shots Bro, Kelvin was chucking that thing. Holy crap! I'm just looking at his shot chart right now. It was five of 22 shooting. Moles, tell the man to stop shooting.
0: Uh, Nah, I mean he's he's gonna live his life. But the the thing that was crazy, I never really noticed it. He has hella arc on his shot. Mm -hmm. Like that thing. I was I was like, is he trying to hit the scoreboard intentionally? When he was pulling up, it was going so high, oh, but well, it was going Chris, in early.
1: Yeah, Chris Fisher was having a field day on the broadcast too. He was like, "That ball just went out of frame. That ball <laughs> hit the ceiling and came down into the into the hoop." I was like, "All right, Fisher, stop stop my guy killed him Johnson." Um, but yeah, man. All right, so my single origin for this game, um, you know, we're. Uh, we're going to save the best for last. So if I'm taking away my next thing or Jada for this game, uh, it was another guy that has done some damage off the bench and can get buckets in a variety of way. And it's a guy that's been struggling a lot this year. And it is Trey man. Who had what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Come on now. Um, so in 27 minutes of action off the bench, Trey man had 16 points on 7 of 13 shooting so better than 50% from the field 2 of 5 from three good for 40% from the three point line chipped in three rebounds one assist and two steals on top of all that and like he looked comfortable man he looked comfortable he looked confident i think his first like three shots were shots at the rim and he got those to fall and then it wasn't long after that he started to sprinkle in his three point game a little bit and You know, once he saw that first one like go down, you could like visibly see like it felt like a monkey came off of his back. Like he finally got the monkey off his back, and he was able to kind of play more freely in the offense in search of those buckets. And you know, I hope it's a trend that develops because you know this is a guy early in the year that was a lot of people considered was going to be our sixth man. Like, think he had pretty good odds on BetOnline.ag for sixth man of the year. Um, so, like, there was big expectations for this guy. And, you know, he had, you know, th- I talked about it with Alex in the last podcast. Like, he's had some, like, flash games. But overall, this has been, like, a very big sophomore slump year for Trey Mann. So, it was good to kind of see him shake that rust off and, you know, really come out and have an impact performance. Because, like, we don't win this game without – his contributions off the bench. So yeah, really liked what I saw out of the train, man. And, hmm, I almost said tonight uh, on Wednesday night.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes the shot wasn't falling and some of the passes that he was making. Like they just weren't crisp. They weren't on point. There was a, I'm, I'm trying to remember what led to it, but there was a point in the game. I want to say it was actually in that third quarter when we made our big comeback. He like, made a mistake on a pass and it got turned over mm-hmm. and he got back. And while they were, the Spurs were trying to get out and transition, they had a lazy cross court pass and he jumped it like a defensive back. And it, it led to a bucket the other way. It's just, you could tell that coach Dagnall has instilled in him a pride on the defensive end mm-hmm. and an urgency because if the defense, like things can happen on the offensive side and then that's whatever, but a lack of effort and hustle and, and uh, willingness on the defensive end is going to get man off the court. And so you could just see the urgency that he plays with on the defensive side. Um, all kind of evident in that one play, you know, you make one, one mistake and a young guy could kind of like drop his head and maybe not get back or whatever, but he stayed engaged in the play and he ended up uh, flipping it and reversing it, hitting that, hitting that reverse on the, the uno card in, got us points in transition instead of the Spurs getting out and beating us. So like Trey, man, like it was a really good game. That that That's a very sharp guy uh, to highlight as your other single
1: large item <laughs> for the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. I'm going to do, what well, let's each do one more single large item before we talk about the obvious one. So go ahead. What's your next single large item? Josh Giddy
0: a guy that a lot of people have been hating on. And granted, he he didn't have the most shine out of everyone um, in this game. As a matter of fact, he scored the fourth most points on the team. Mm-hmm. But 14 rebounds for a guy who was facilitating offense a lot. 14 rebounds to go with uh, with five assists. And 14 points, and he was very selective in the places that he was trying to get his shot off. Now, granted, he shot 18 times, but he really is making an effort to get into the paint and shoot that shot from, like, 7, 8 feet, and just using his length and his touch, and it's, like, pretty automatic when the defense isn't set up. So I I got to applaud him on that. 0 for 1 from 3, but it still looked okay. Um, I'd like to maybe see him try to get more volume there. But 14 rebounds uh, for us on a team that plays pretty small, that's going to be huge for us, learning how to utilize his length and, and win on the glass. And I'm very glad that he was able to make that a focus, even while carrying such a large burden with Shea off the floor.
1: Yeah, for sure. And the number that kind of sticks out for me in his box store, like, you know, you talked about his points, rebounds, assists, he even had two steals to boot. But uh, it was zero turnovers, and that's that's great for you know what we've seen out of Giddy lately because it's not that he's really been playing out of any less control than he was last year. It's just that you know there's a lot of tape on Josh Giddy now, and dudes know the kind of passes he likes to throw. You know where whether it's the cross court skip pass to the corner, um, you know we've seen very early on that. People know he was that spin move in the lane. Like the Celtics exploited that over and over again. So he's going to have to get more creative with how he's getting his buckets and, you know, creating for his teammates. And um, obviously, like the first 20 games, he turned the ball over a lot. Um, but I feel like that was kind of a filling out period. And I'm not saying he's not going to turn the ball over the rest of the season. That's not realistic. But uh, you could kind of see he was in – Definitely a lot more control of the offense and the playmaking uh, in this in this game particular. So, um, my single large item. My other single large item is uh, another rookie who I have uh, I haven't been for. I uh, for and it's my guy Ooze. Shout out the Jang Gang. Baby. Jane gang had uh, off the bench, twenty three minutes, had ten points, seven rebounds, one assist. I only missed one shot, and it was it was a three pointer. But who's my name? Like, listen, I I was kind of annoyed. Uh, who we play on? Freaking uh, before the Spurs, who we play? The Pelicans. Yes, yes, it was against the Pelicans. I was I was annoyed, and I tweeted about it that. Um, Mark trying to use ooze as the small ball big, like playing him at the five. I didn't like that. Like on defense, like he was getting chewed up. Like he's a wing through and through. Like his defensive versatility and his defense defensive uh IQ is best suited on the wing, not inside. Like he doesn't have the body and he doesn't have the mindset for that. Um, and so it was it was interesting to see in the Spurs game where he wasn't necessarily being the five on the court. Um hold on one second. Chelsea, we can hear your TikTok in the background. Shut up. Take it away from me. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't ESPN, it was it was Chelsea's phone. It was ESPN when I was saying it, but it was it was Chelsea now. Take it (laughs) Oh God. I'm to Take it, it
0: away.
1: All right, anyways. Leave it in for the Wolves. For the Wolves, okay. Um, but no, it was interesting to see in this game uh, kind of the dichotomy because he wasn't really playing the five on defense in this game as much, but on offense, you saw him play a lot more like a big. Like, he was the role man a lot for Santa in the pick and roll. Um, They connected a lot. Um, But also, like, just watching him run out and transition, get easy buckets at the rim, um, and, like, really be aggressive at the rim. I think he had, like, two, three dunks in this game. We haven't seen him dunk a lot. He's not a super aggressive, not a super physical player. We know that. Um, but, like, all of his shots, I believe, except for that three-pointer, were at the rim, and he was good. He was efficient. And uh even talked about it. After the game, that he's a completely different player after his time in the G in the G League. Like he feels like he has more confidence. He feels like he's more comfortable. And you know, I'm in, in my hot takes. I think I had uh, Usman Jang was going to be uh, starting at the end of the year. Now we're we're way far off from that, but you know, this is this is the baby steps. This is the this is the breadcrumbs that we need for that to become a reality. So. Shout out, Ooze! I'm ready to see more, my friend.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. He was a lottery pick, you know. We he was a guy we traded a lot to move up and get, and he's got to get minutes. And I'm I'm noticing it's really tough uh, to get minutes for everyone that we want to get on the floor. So I'm very excited about what things look like utilizing the blue the Thunder are probably one of the best teams in the NBA at utilizing the G league Mm -hmm. to get their guys minutes, because you notice when they come back up um, pretty much across the board, they get that confidence they get within the scheme. And then it just seems like guys are much more comfortable and confident when they get back up to the NBA level. We're definitely going to have to utilize that more though, because there's just, there's so many guys and Poku only had 18 minutes, and I wanted to see 28 minutes out of him, especially how he started the game. It's just uh, Coach Dagnall has, has a tough job trying to stay competitive, stay engaged, and also develop these guys and get them minutes. It's very, very difficult. Uh, and I, I don't envy that position, but dadgum, like, there's so many guys that I want to see. The one thing that I want to ask you uh, about where you see this guy, Baisley actually has played pretty well for us of late. Really good on the defensive end. He's great at being able to defend at the rim without fouling. He does have value. He is an NBA player. He maybe isn't the ceiling that we thought. But he had 14 minutes, and those were minutes that we could have given to someone else to develop them. Is Baisley on this roster in two months?
1: In two months? So, like, past the trade deadline? Well, I, like, right at the trade deadline, right? The trade deadline's February, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I personally don't think so. I mean, obviously, like, you know, we have guys like Usman Jane that we, you know, kind of want to get long looks at. Like, we still have the other Jalen Williams, uh, who's tearing it up in the G League. I probably, I think we probably want to get a longer look at him as well. And Baisley's not long for this team, man. Like, you know, this is – we, we've taken a step and, you know, maybe even have taken a jump. We haven't taken a leap yet, though, in terms of, like, the team's improvement. Like, we're still on the cusp of, like, playing contention. Um, you know, we're not necessarily a playoff team. I think Baisley can be, like, a rotation player on a playoff team with his defense, and if you give him a very simplified role on offense, <laughs> I I think that, you know, he could really contribute to like a you know, a playoff team as a rotational player, just with his defense alone, basically. But yeah, like I mean I, I think I think a lot of what he's doing on our team on offense is he's just trying to showcase, you know, what he's capable of doing on offense when really he should probably just stick to playing a role because that's what you're gonna be doing on another team is playing a role. So I think it would be more appealing for somebody, you know, like let's say the Lakers, because he's a clutch client. Like if the Lakers wanted to trade for Darius Baisley, they don't want him to have the ball in his hands. They want him to play a role, like hit open shots, be a pick and roll man, play like defend your butt off.
0: Give me one Austin Reeves and you can have him. Um. I don't think Reeves is going anywhere, but, uh, no,
1: nah, nah, or,
0: or a team like a team like Atlanta, a team like Brooklyn, there are a lot of teams that could use somebody with a little bit of chops and length to be able to help defend the basket. Who's not a complete, you know, negative on offense either. I, I, I think he's got value. I mean, we're not going to obviously be able to recoup a first for him, okay. but you know, a, a late a late second, something like that, maybe a first with a negative salary attached, something, um, and a Baisley swap for for a team. I don't know, but yeah, I, I think Presty's gonna gonna make a move and and get him off the roster, just to open up minutes for for some of these other guys. Yeah, but for sure. prop props to Baisley for the work he's put in. I mean, he does have an elite skill in shot blocking and being able to defend without fouling that's tough in today's NBA. So yeah, hopefully and- we find a new home for him because those minutes are, are so valuable.
1: Yeah. One of the best in the league at blocking uh, jump shots as well too. So yeah, shout out Basley for that. Um But yeah, I, I definitely think we'll move on from him in order to open more minutes for our young guys. And one of the young guys that we want to see get more run is the man we're about to talk about now. He is your rookie of the month. He uh, sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He's about to enter his prime right now because it is now December. This game was played on November 30th, and you could just he could just feel December starting to creep into his veins, and that's why he had his career game. Uh, Jalen Williams... J Dub, Dub, Santa, whatever you want to call him. Tonight, he, or that night, he was him. 27 points, 11 of 15 shooting, two of three from deep. Um, he was three or five from the stripe. He could have had 29 points, if he knocked down three throws. But uh, six rebounds, two assists, and was a plus 12 on the night in 33 minutes. Uh, hit what was the go ahead and also the dagger in, at the end of this game. Uh, I mean, dude, he was just all over the place, getting buckets a variety of ways. Obviously, the three point shot, like I said, um, but I, I do really like what I've seen from him around the rim. And you know, I I kind of talked about this in summer league. It feels like his ability to get to the rim, like, and you know, everybody's made this comparison in terms of their play style, but like specifically his ability to get to the rim reminds me a little bit of a young Shea. Like, he just he can't be denied you, getting to the I, rim. I, I... A young Shea, like he's so old now. Yeah, yeah. I, I know like what a, you mean. But a it's younger, funny, funny to hear. Yeah, but like, obviously, he's not as slippery as Shea is because I don't think we've ever seen a player as slippery as Shea is. Um, but you know, he uses his length to create angles and get to the rim, just like Shea does. And I, ta- I said in summer league, it's like he reminds me of Shea, if his finishes were powerful dunks instead of like (laughs) acrobatic layups because man this guy his athleticism is on display throughout the whole game like yeah he's got that floater he's got a little bit of touch on those layups but I just when you don't even when you don't think he's about to he can rise up and throw it down on defenders heads Uh, I think he had a couple crazy dunks in this game he had one where he was driving baseline and he went up over two guys and, like, just his arms just kept stretching. It was like Michael Jordan at the end of Space Jam on the dunk. <laughs> and then there was another one where uh, somebody shot it and he came in for a rebound and just, like, climbed up over somebody and just tipped it right back in, just popped it right back in, you know, for uh, this, is, this is just an audio podcast, so nobody got to see me do that. But, you know, like Michael Jackson Thriller at the rim. But yeah, man, I was I was very impressed by him. And you know, like I said on on my tweet, like I don't think it's a coincidence this happened the day before December. That's all I gotta say. Um,
0: I love that he can't get paced up either. That's another thing that he looks like Shea in is that he he understands his rhythm and he Mm -hmm. plays to his own speed. For a rookie, that's just you don't see that. You know, you guys get flummoxed, and they they press, and they make a mistake. And he's just sound. He always knows where to go with the ball. He always knows where to be off ball. He knows where the ball's going when it's coming off the rim. He knows how to be a connector. He knows how to be a finisher. I'm like, he doesn't look like a rookie. The only The only thing that makes him look like a rookie, I guess, is the lack of minutes. You know? <laughs> and he just got... 33 minutes in this game and we saw what he could do with that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I get starting a guy off slow, but he, in in my opinion, if, if I'm, if I'm that dude, if I'm coach, he has the greenest of lights. Let just, you do whatever you think is best on the floor. If you think it's shooting from 25 feet, cause you're open and you're feeling it, you do you like, if if you want to try to take it you know and transition on three guys because you think you could finish and you want to assert yourself like you do you like i want to see everything that he's capable of because we're only scratching the surface and he already looks so refined in many areas
1: yeah it's and like um,
0: yeah what what are you going to be able to say like he's elite at this like this is his elite trait he's going to have several of those by the time we see his
1: prime it's going to be scary Oh, yeah, and, you know, like I said, everybody's very quick to throw the Shea comparison around. I think he even compared himself to Shea, like, in the draft cycle. Um, but our very own Stephen Dolan, you know, the last time I podcast with him, I was talking about it. I was like, you know, he's got some squint, and you see Shea. And he's like, man, when I squint, I see James Harden. I see young James Harden. And he's, he's backed this up on Twitter. He said, you know, he feels like this is the universe giving Presti another chance at a James Harden type. I saw that, like, two days ago he (laughs) tweeted that. Yeah, Yeah. that was was funny. Um, But, and I I really started to see it in this game. You know, obviously, like, getting to the rim, like, Andre Harden for sure, and, like, their games aren't, like, carbon copy or anything like that. But um, when he drives to the rim, yeah, he talks about, like, his plant foot and stuff. But for me, it's his low carry. Like, he carries the ball low, like James Harden, um, whenever he's gathering and taking his gather step. And also in the pick and roll, whenever he was in the pick and roll with Ooze, and some of the passes he had reminded me a lot of how James Harden would be, you know, flipping it to Collison on the roll uh, back in the day. So I can see Harden. I got you, Dolan. I, I see a little bit of Ian James Harden in him too. I mean, that's <laughs> that's
0: insane. It's so insane, and we don't even know what Chet is yet we don't even know what Chet could be yet
1: like yeah.
0: as as built we've got guys that have arcs that could be that thunder 2.0 version and we could have another decade of success imagine adding one more guy to that unreal it's going to it's going to be a movie next year for sure
1: it's going to be a movie yeah i'm i'm excited man i'm excited but um Obviously, uh, the other thing we got to point out—I don't think we even talked about it—Shay did not play in this game. Uh, as I alluded to in the last podcast, he was he was butt hurt from the Pelicans game. Um, so, understandably so. Yeah, he had to sit out that. I mean, that was a nasty fall. I thought he was going to miss some time. Um, he's he's listed as questionable for the Timberwolves game tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see him play because he's him. And if there's anything we know about Shay, he loves playing basketball. He wants to be out there. He doesn't want to miss any time if he can help it. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him out there. And honestly, I hope to see him out there because people are starting to notice Shea Alexander Gilchrist.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Chuck chuckles. In case you don't, in case you don't know, inside the NBA, talking about who leads the NBA in thirty-point games, and it's it's Shea it's fifteen, right? Yeah. Um. Uh,
1: well, and immediate, I think that's immediately now, since Shea uh, didn't play uh, against the Spurs, and I know Giannis had Luka? thirty tonight.
0: Oh, okay, Giannis, but they were like. Yeah, and and Shaq was like Gilchrist, mm-hmm. and then he started. And then Chuck was giving him crap, and then Chuck said Shay Alexander Gilchrist, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, wait, what? What? I how did you even? And he's like, yeah, and, and people that if he if he's not the starting two guard out of the West in the in the uh, All Star game. Then, like, we need to just take it away from, from the fans. I'm like, What's you the- don't even know how to pronounce his name, bro. Like, Is that how are <laughs> fans going to vote
1: for him if they can't find
0: him? Oh, my God. I'm looking for the
1: Alexander Gilchrist. He doesn't exist, man. Uh, and it's Change funny. Changed his first name
0: to Shade the way they can't get his name right. It's ridiculous.
1: It, it, it's funny, too, because I think the night before he was on, uh, the, it, they released his podcast uh, with Taylor Rooks. Uh, he was being interviewed on that and he was talking about Shay too and he called him Shay Gildress Alexander so he's all over the place with the uh, with Shay's name but yeah man like I, I i hope that he gets to come back because i think what he's doing is special obviously um it's a little, been a little bit of a struggle the, these past couple games could be i mean it's for a variety of reason like quality of opponent um to, like Failure so from his teammates helping him out. Like, looking at the Rockets' box score was abysmal. It was like Shay had a great game, and everybody else was like single digits, single digits, single digits. That game was brutal. That game yeah. just sucked so bad on so many <laughs> levels. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, I'm hoping Shay comes back. We miss you, Shay. Um, as we alluded to uh, there in the talking about Santa and everything. Uh, he won Western Conference Rookie of the Month, uh, alongside Benedict Matherin for Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month, um, for I guess the small little I, I guess it's prorated for October and then all of November. Uh, so shout out to Santa man, first of uh, first of many, as they would say with hail Hydra. But yeah, I'm. <laughs> it, it's it's funny because. Josh Getty pretty much ran the table last year in Western Conference Rookie of the Month, except for the until February, right? Yeah, or, the, or March. No, yeah. No, yeah. It was the very last month, uh, I believe. Um, I think it was like a March April combined kind of thing, just like October and November at the beginning, and it was Jalen Green. And Josh Getty didn't make first team all rookie because of it. It was dumb. So like it's it's kind of the same, the East has the, like, premier rookies with guys like uh, Bendit Matherin, Paul Caro, uh, Jay Nivey, Jalen Duran if he gets it going. And the West, you know, they have good rookies, like, you know, like a Jalen Williams, like a Keegan Murray, Tiara Eason, guys like that. But, you know, it's funny, you know. They tweeted out the graphic of you know both of them and Bennett Mathurin averaging like twenty points per game, and Joe Williams averaging like ten and a half a game. And it's like these are not the same.
0: <laughs> Their usage isn't the same either, though. Like yeah. that that has to be taken into account a little bit. Yeah, and they're yeah.
1: too. Like they're basically just roll the ball out for Bennett Mathurin. He's out there. He's like, go dazzle us with Santa. Like he's had to be the backup point guard. He's had to be. A starting wing, he's had to, you know, take on the scoring responsibility. He's had to, he's had to do a lot of different things. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not blaming him, but yeah, shout out to Santa, man. Uh, I mean, you can you can go ahead and put December rookie of the month like in the bag. Like, go to BetOnline.ag and bet a player prop for it because like it's it's happening. <laughs>
0: oh for sure it's it's gotta happen um it especially if shay does end up missing a little bit of of extra time yeah and i i mean this literally i want shay to to sit his ass down and get some rest um just for just for a couple of games you know give giddy and 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 some of these other cats some some burn and then come back you know full on ready to go and and crush it before the All Star break, and get your votes up and all that stuff. Like, build a name for yourself all NBA. But I think this is a good stint for Giddy to get right, and for for Santa to start doing work. So this is kind of the perfect timing for that to happen.
1: Well, Moles is December. Santa's going to do work either way, especially on Christmas Day. So, Christmas and, and you season.
0: know what Santa, you know what Santa does in December? What's he that? does a lot of tricks. A lot of traveling. Yeah, and we got a lot of traveling coming up.
1: Yeah, that's that's a flawless transition. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna ride it and uh we're gonna talk about this five game road trip we got, Wolves. So uh starting tomorrow, uh we have the Minnesota Timberwolves at Minnesota, Obviously, it's road trip. Um well where'd it go? Give me the full schedule, you piece of crap. Uh, all right. So after Minnesota, we have Atlanta on Monday. We go to Memphis on Wednesday, uh, which, by the way, today is the one year anniversary of our 73 point uh, <laughs> debacle. Um, that won't but, happen again. But nobody wants to mention we didn't have Shea or in that game. So. Context is key. Um, But, anyways, uh, then we play the Cleveland Cavaliers next Saturday and we wrap up the road trip against the Mavericks on Monday. And then after that, this is important we have a seven game homestand. But until, wait, and that stretches all the way until December 29th when we go to Charlotte and then we come back home for two games. So, um, the Thunder, yeah, they'll have a five game road trip here but they will be home for god like two weeks two weeks straight like through the holidays as well too so that'll that that could be like stretch run time but um talking about this particular road trip moles um I already included Minnesota with my last uh, record prediction with Jerry here but um Let's give our record predictions, and you can kind of talk about, you know, which games you think they'll win and not, if you want to. But uh, I'm going to predict. This is if Shea comes back. That that's my caveat. That's my asterisk. Uh, I'm gonna predict we go three and two, in this stretch, and wow. yeah, I'm gonna say wow. we beat. I'm gonna say we beat Minnesota and Atlanta. I'm not scared of either team. And I think we win one of Memphis, Cleveland, Dallas.
0: I mean, I could see a lot of different timelines with this. Dallas doesn't look great. They just dropped one to Detroit. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of issues. They're going to have to address those issues quickly. I'm very interested to see what happens uh, December 15th when... A lot of those guys that just signed deals can now could then be traded. But um, Cleveland is maybe going to represent the East. They're just so, so good. Memphis at Memphis, that's going to be really tough. Even if if somebody or a couple of guys sit like that squad's just really good at home. Atlanta, man, you don't know what version you're going to get. Sometimes that backcourt's combining for like 80 points. (laughs) And sometimes they're, you know, shooting like thirty percent from the field combined. Like it's it's a an all or nothing type of backcourt at Minnesota. No cat. But maybe that's actually good for them for a bit, because it allows them to focus their offense through other guys and allows Gobert to be more effective. I'm gonna say one in four four in this span it could be oh and five it could be three and two i'm going with one and four but i do think we're going to be competitive in in all but the cleveland game
1: man one and four that's who. that's tough moles
0: i mean it's not great and i understand that and i know i'm a bit of a skeptic but i just i see a path for all those teams to be able to beat us and it's Shay. Shay can be playing out of his mind, but he doesn't always have help. And he certainly doesn't have efficient help. Um Yeah. And so like, yeah, Atlanta, he might be able to get loose for 40, but that meant that Minnesota game is going to be really tough. They're going to clog the paint. It's going to be tough for him to get in there. Cleveland's got length for days. Dallas, it, they it's always weird when we play Dallas, so
1: yeah, I'm one
0: in four. That's my bet.
1: Yeah, Shay does Bruce have a she does have a tough uh, road of defenders up ahead. He's got Jay McDaniels. then he's got um, Dejounte Murray uh, against Atlanta, and then who was the other one? Oh yeah, Memphis. So he's got who guarded him at Memphis? I think at Memphis. Eh, he pretty much had his way against Memphis. Brooks. Yeah, oh, yeah, Dylan Brooks. Yeah, he he did give him fits. He plays really physical. He got away with a lot of fouls in that game. Oh, made me so mad. Um, nice. And then Cleveland, Okoro plays really good defense on Shea, and, of course, they got the backline defense of Mobley and Allen. And then that last one. Uh, Dallas has nobody that they can throw at. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Dallas they. <laughs> barbecue chicken
0: it's just can we contain <laughs> Luca on the other side who knows
1: see it's funny because like it feels like this happens a lot when we play the Dallas Mavericks is Luca goes off for like 40 but then it gets down to like the final podes- possession and Dort puts him in jail
0: <laughs> and Luca never passes when the game's on the line either yeah he'll do 48 step backs and shoot from 38 feet if he has to. He's not passing
1: the ball when the game's on the line. Yeah, Dort said, I got you, dog. So, oh man. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I do think yeah, if Shea doesn't play, I'm going to drop my prediction to – go two and three. I still think we can – Wow. Uh, yeah, I still think we can win. We can steal one. Get hot on a certain night. I mean, Santa activating his December powers, it can happen could all right moles um oh yeah yeah. yeah. so the other thing that i wanted to talk about before we wrap up this podcast i know in the last podcast with alex i gave a little update on the topic thunder fan event um just kind of recapping that and also a new development in, in the fan event uh for you guys and i haven't tweeted this so this is like audio exclusive We still don't have the link up yet. That's why I haven't tweeted anything else about it, because I kind of jumped the gun today and tweeted out like a teaser saying something be ready by the end of the day, and I was wrong. So now I feel bad. So this is an audio exclusive. So in the initial tweet, um, it was for lower bowl, and that includes going down, you know, sitting in the lower bowl, going down to the court at the end of the game for the big picture at the end. And, you know, that was going to be like $83, I think, was the high end. Now, I, I was told that the more people we get, the cheaper we can get that. But I think we had so many people that you could only get the tickets, you know, to a certain amount of like, you know, cheapness. And so what the ticket rep has done with us, what the Thunder have done with us, Is They have opened up a Loud City option in which you can purchase a Loud City Upper Arena ticket, which is much cheaper than Lower Bowl. But if you do it through our link, you will still be able to come down to the the court and take the pictures with us. Now, also something that we learned today that we will potentially be doing. uh, It's not set in stone yet, so I shouldn't say that, but... Uh, it's looking likely that it's that it's going to happen is when we're down on the court, not only will we be taking the picture, but we will have a chance at a half court contest. um, And the winner gets courtside tickets to, I don't know if it's a game of their choice or if it's just, um, if there's like certain games you can pick from, but yeah, courtside seats to the Thunder game and a half court shot contest. So uh, I mean, it's, It's it just keeps getting better, (laughs) the more time that's passed. Like I think it's been literally a week now since Jerry first called me and presented this as an option. And shout out to Jerry, he's been working diligently behind the scenes trying to get this uh, all figured out. Um, We're also going to be meeting at a venue uh, pregame to you know kind of grab some food and. Hang out and interact with each other before the game because you know when you're sitting side by side in an arena, you can't really interact with everybody. So this gives everybody a chance to you know kind of talk to everybody. But um, don't have the full details yet. But the place that we will be meeting at is called the Parlor. And me not being from OKC, I looked it up. It's like literally four minutes from the arena. Um, it's right up the street. So. We'll uh we'll congregate there before we all make our way to the arena, and we'll do the festivities there. And the next day on Saturday, uh, we will be participating in a little basketball action against the old man game: Brandon Raybar, Daniel Bell, Jerry Ramsey, and maybe a couple other people as well. Um, you know, it's not gonna be anything crazy excited, but if you're bored and you don't got, got nothing to do on the Saturday, we'll be playing at the hive in OKC from two to four PM. So uh yeah, that that right now is the details that I can give you for this event. Uh I'm very, very excited. Like, did I mention we're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers in this game? So like Yeah. There's gonna be so much talent on the floor that we're gonna see. Like, even if we don't win, like, you know, just just being able to see the talent on the floor with, you know, not only on the Thunder side, but Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Darius Garland. Like it's, it's going to be a great time. So I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, I cannot, I cannot, cannot, cannot wait one. Cause I'll be back in my home city, but two, like a lot of young talent on that, on the floor for that game. And three get to see all the folks from Twitter that you just, you rarely ever get to see people in person that you just interact with so much. So uh, when the link is live, hop on it. You don't want to miss it for sure.
1: Yeah, man. Got to put faces to apps. <laughs> and uh, yeah, also, you know, as I've mentioned in every pod, like, you know, I've met Alex, I've met tyranny. I've known moles longer than any of these guys. We potted before top thunder was even a thing. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited to, you know, meet. Or I said I've met tyranny. I've not met tyranny. I met Jerry. Uh, I'm excited to meet Moles. I'm excited to meet tyranny. I'm excited to meet Cone. Um, and of course, I'm excited to meet all of you guys. So uh, it's gonna be a blast. Definitely want to be a part of that. And hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, we have that link up and ready by Monday. Again, that is Love that is fingers crossed. That is my hope. That is my prayer. That is my desire. Uh, I stopped bugging Jerry because, uh, shout out Jerry, thoughts and prayers to you, brother, because his hot water heater is out and he's having to deal with that today. So I stopped bugging him trying to get his uh, ticket rep to hurry up. But, yeah, we hope to have that up and ready on Monday. So fingers crossed. Uh, Moles. Shay or nay, man, what's good? What's bad? Uh, Shay is uh, like I tend to do.
0: I got a good deal on a Black uh, Friday sale um, off of Amazon. It was Cyber Monday, actually. Got nice. a Blackstone 36 uh, inch griddle uh, for $250. So well, I just well. put that together tonight and uh, I'll be cleaning it up and seasoning it tomorrow and uh hopefully by by sunday i'm making some smash burgers on that thing and watching some football so very very excited so definitely a Shay to to offer everyone
1: all right i like it smash burger they used to have smash burger at lexington and i would eat it a lot but now they're all gone so i don't get to eat smash burger anymore I love a good burger. That's, the, that's
0: sad. What's your favorite burger? Like fast oh. food joint burger.
1: Oh, um, I mean, it's not fast food, but like my favorite burger, like if I can like eat anybody's like burger and it's like franchise, it's red Robin. Like I've never had what a burger in and out or anything like that. But yeah, red Robin's got a, got a real good burger.
0: We gotta get we gotta get you to Brahms too in January. We that's gotta happen.
1: Yeah, I gotta I gotta. I mean, I just like vanilla ice cream, but um, we we gotta. I, I want to try Whataburger for sure. Uh, Brahms, yeah. I get. I mean, I'll be eating at the parlor. Um, uh, somebody said something about a pizza place. I need to try too. Hideaway. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. That's a that's a staple for all the Oak
0: State folks. Mm, out of I got still water.
1: You. Well, everybody's got I mean, I'm gonna be with you guys, so I'm I'm counting on you guys to, you know, sh- show me good places. Well,
0: we're going to be staying with Jerry, so we're washing everything down with champagne all weekend. That's what I'm doing anyway, so
1: I will not be. I I will I guess I'll be the bring DD some, the entire time. Bring some
0: ale. Bring some L81 for
1: us. It's just L8, bro. It's not L81. Oh, Stop. It. I don't know. I never heard of it.
0: That's, that's for you folks out in Kentucky.
1: Yeah I'm, bringing, yeah, I'm bringing that Kentucky soft drink down there, bulls. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun. What was we talking about? Oh, you're talking about burgers. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. My, <laughs> my favorite burger is a bacon egg cheeseburger. Dude, as soon as I found out you can get egg on a burger, it was an absolute game changer. Mm hmm. Oh, for sure.
0: For sure.
1: All right. All right see what's you. your share uh, my share uh, so this is a, uh, I'll do both. So my Shay for the week was I got off early today. Um, I, uh, at 84 lumber is, you know, who I drive for. I don't drive for them. I'm contracted by them, but, um, the 84 lumber stores was doing inventory, interview inventory, so they had to literally go through the entire yard and, like, count every board. And so they, you know, shut down halfway through the day in order to do that. So us, the drivers, we got to go home early. So that was cool to get to go home early and, you know, chill with the fam a little bit extra today. Got to, you know, play a little bit of soccer with the boys throughout the day, Um, hang out with Nova, and Chelsea gave me a little honey-do list, which I don't—I don't have a lot of time to do honey-do list. So, you know, it, it was—it was a nice change of pace. But yeah, it was cool getting off. Uh, and then my nay is, dude, I'm getting old. Like my joints are hurting. Like my knees hurt. Like after I got done playing soccer, and I'm like, what? What is happening? Like, what is this feeling? I—I I, I don't enjoy it. I don't appreciate it. And I want it to stop, <laughs> please and thank you. Yeah. Uh, ice.
0: You, you're, you're gonna rice that stuff a lot. Uh, rest, ice, compression, elevation, everything, and then throw it in the throw it in the heat in the morning so you can get all loose. I yeah. uh, i I'm, I know all about that. Uh, i I keep getting asked for some reason of late, like how old I am and i i don't know whether i should be offended or what but yeah getting ready to turn 38 here soon and uh i definitely feel every bit of it so i uh thoughts and prayers man go out go out to the joints for sure cuz they all like <laughs> to make noise when you get out of bed every single morning
1: oh yeah oh feel I mean, my feel that my ankle like going up a staircase like even going back to like high school my ankles were just like like a percussion uh drum line just going upstairs, so like, yeah, I've, I, I know all about it, man. It's, it's, it, it kind of sucks that like I'm, I'm planning to fly out of OKC on Sunday, and we're playing in, you know, the basketball game on Saturday. So like, I'm gonna be super sore.
0: Well, hopefully it's half court. If it's half court, we can be a little lazy.
1: I don't know, you know? man. They're talking about running fives.
0: I mean. Maybe I'll just hang back on
1: one end of the floor. <laughs> I'll this be all
0: time defense. How about that? This is why
1: I don't want to run fives. Me and Conor are gonna be like Shay and Giddy out there and we're gonna be like, guys, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> hey man, I bring Mark Madsen energy. I can I can uh, fling a towel around on the on the bench with the best of them.
1: You're Make gonna, sure you have high quality H2O. Like that's my that's my role in life. You're gonna be like Stan in Space Jam. Uh, I need you to bring the Bill Murray, Bill Murray energy at the end. Okay. I can do that. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, man. But yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I'm going to end the pod now. So i stop saying I'm very excited. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate you the listener. Appreciate you guys for all your support and all of your engagement and all of the feedback that we've gotten on this event. Like as i said we're very excited and i uh, want you guys to be a part of it it's going to be a great time so uh with that being said on behalf of myself and maddie moles and a santa hat i hope you guys have a great night god bless hooping you can and as always thunder under up yeah that was that was goofy. why' did i do that